Now, tell me about your father. City Councilling on 95BFM, our weekly chat with the good people of Auckland Council. Auckland's mayoral elections are getting closer and closer and the beliefs of some candidates have been called into question by commentators. Many have pointed out candidates who have links to conspiracy groups and others have criticised the apology of larger candidates such as Viv Beck. I had a chat with City Councillor Pippa Coombe about her take on the candidates as well as her thoughts on the transport emissions reduction pathway first into the mayors. So, mayoral elections are continuing to get closer and closer and we've been seeing more and more controversy around the candidates' policies and actions. Firstly, why are generally anti-government, anti-mask and anti-vax folks running for these local elections? Well, it's a bit of an interesting phenomena that there's been quite a lot of candidates put their hand up at the last minute and it seems to be that they are aligned um, with say, groups like Voices for Freedom and Destiny Church. Um, I think there's still a bit more research to do on some of these candidates, but I definitely had my own run-in with one of them on Tuesday at a Meet the Candidates event um, where they, they um, came along, one of the candidates came along who's standing as rocks a vote, um, but it was very clear that um, his policies have got nothing to do with... Um, what the Rock the Vote movement is about, which is, as you might know, it's um, that's a movement that came from America to get the youth vote out. Um, but we haven't, you know, we're still just waiting to see what their exact policies are and what the platform is that they're standing on. Um, but at the Meet the Candidates, they definitely um, showed some of their true colours. Do we think that this is a part of Brian Tamaki's recent announcement that he is attempting to form his own umbrella party of anti-vax, anti-mandate political people? Yeah, I don't know all of the connections yet. I know that the Rock the Vote candidates are aligned with Voices for Freedom, um, so I'm not sure if they come under the umbrella of Destiny Church as, as well, but I think they do share similar views around being anti-mask, anti-government, um, bit of climate change denial in there too. Do you think that this is something that we need to be worried about, these new candidates, or is it more of a aspect that shouldn't be too much stress for the actual candidates? Well, I think it is a real worry. Like I was talking to some parents last night who were just concerned that similar candidates standing for school of um, trustee elections, you know, you don't have the, a lot of information to go on um, if you're trying to do some research on a candidate, you just might not know what their their true colours are. Um, so it, it just highlights really the importance of, of doing research about who's putting their name up and who's wanting to stand. And, you know, we're going to see more and more information that's going to go online to help with, with voters learn about candidates. I'm just trying to complete one of the surveys today that's for... Um, We've also seen quite a big storm around Viv Beck this week with her openly coming out against co-governance between Māori and the Crown. What does this say about her as a candidate? Yeah, it's really sad to see that positioning as if opposing co-governance is a good thing. And I know she's trying to kind of tap into the sentiment around three waters, but, you know, co-governance is a very broad, you know, wraps in a whole lot of partnership obligations that we have as treaty partners. And just for example, I'm co-chair of the Haraki Gulf Forum and 
that's been a really transformation transformational um, step that we took to adopt co chairs. And then if you think of the Tupunga Monga Authority as well, that operates as a co governance entity, and they've been doing some great work. So. I really think it's a bit of a dog whistle policy rather than having been thought through very well, um, especially when you think about the role of the mayor and the role of council. The interesting thing about this position is the fact that it has pretty much been switched over with her just a few weeks ago being for co-governance. Do you think that this could be a strategy of hers rather than a genuine policy belief? Yeah, I think I think Viv is a thoughtful person and she's she understands how local government works. So, yeah, I was very surprised that she has put this forward. And I just wonder if it's come from people who are advising her who've got different um, agendas than perhaps she does. And they're using her as, as, you know, to really be take a platform that's very negative and very destructive. So, yeah, I, I, if I was Viv, I totally wouldn't have gone there with that messaging. I'd also just like to quickly get your take on the new transport emissions reduction plan that came out about a week or two ago. What effects do you think that this is going to have on Auckland commuters? Well, it's it's a very exciting piece of work. It's actually a pathway than a, rather than a plan, and implementation planning will come out of it. But what it's saying is if we want to achieve 64% emissions reduction by 2030, we have to put ourselves on a pathway to get there. Um, And that's got to be about focusing on transport. And a lot of it is already underway when you think about improving bus services, electrifying the ferry ferry and bus fleet, improving walking and cycling options. That's all part of the pathway. And and this document, um, it, it really is very bold and it, it says, you know, it, it's going to be difficult, but it's achievable. And this is what we need to do. With free public transport being such a large topic within the mayoral race right now, how could the funds that are being placed into the reduction pathway be balanced with the lost funds of free public transport? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan for free, free public transport um, targeted at specific groups and I think there's evidence to show that that will increase bus patronage but it's got to be tied in with the efficiency and and frequency of bus services so you know I think it all works together um, but it's just one part of the pathway I mean a, a massive bit of it is just going to get people Take it, not taking the car for trips that are under like two kilometres that can easily be walked or cycled um, so that's you know that, that's what Aucklanders need to start doing if we're ever going to get to our emissions target. That was City Councillor Pippa Coombe talking about the transport emissions reduction pathway as well as the upcoming mayoral election. Have you tried mindfulness? Try mindfulness. City Councilling on 95 BFM.